0: Hello, and welcome to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird, because you never know what you'll find in the woods. My name is Shazne. And I'm Sandy. Welcome to episode
1: one. Yeah, it's our first episode. Yeah, super excited. excited. (laughs) Thank you for joining us in the studio, aka my kitchen, but like, you don't need to know that.
0: Yeah, and we totally have a real recording studio. We're not borrowing Sandy's boyfriend's microphone for this at all. Why would we need to do that? He's not stuck in the bedroom... With my dog. ...with do hockey, taking care of the dog, instead of playing video games because we stole his microphone at all. That is not what's going on right now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All um... Thank you for tuning in. How are you? Oh, I am...
0: Great! We went... And got some
1: Starbucks.
0: Uh, I got a pumpkin spice latte. And Sandy, what did you get?
1: I got a matcha tea latte. I just really like matcha.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. I still need a sip of that, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Here, before, like, because I'm almost done. Go wild. It tastes like green tea. Well, yeah, it's matcha. (laughs) Anyways, so... Should we just
0: dive right into it? Yeah, Sandy. So, if you want to introduce your topic,
1: we'll get started. So, since it's almost Halloween and it's almost Day of the Dead, I thought it'd be fun to talk about Day of the Dead. Um, Also, like, within past recent years, I'm sure you've noticed, and a lot of other people notice, Day of the Dead has become very mainstream. You go into, like, Halloween stores, you see all these sugar skulls, you see um, costumes of... Sugar skulls, And even when you walk into uh, the dollar store, they have Day of the Dead stuff. Which, like, is fine. I know it bugs some people. It doesn't really bug me. I don't really care. Uh, But I know a lot of people don't know anything about it. Though, with movies like Coco and The Book of Life, uh, more people are kind of starting to take...
0: Which I still need to see both of those movies. I thought
1: you already watched The Book of Life. Nope. I think I tried to, but it wouldn't download. Oh my god, do you want to watch? I have both movies. We'll watch. Okay, we'll watch it. (laughs) Anyways. Alright. So... I'm going to start with the origins of Day of the Dead. And I couldn't actually find too much on it. And I think it's because of colonialism. Oh, so settle yeah. in. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. So Day of the Dead has origins back in Aztec culture. So it dates back to pre-Hispanic times, back before Spaniards were moving into Mexico. Uh, so back then, families buried their deceased loved ones in their house. So uh, usually in a tomb under their patio, or just the main part of their house being attached to their dead loved ones, was just something that was super important to them. Interesting. Um, Yes. Mm -hmm. And they had a celebration, and uh, the celebration was actually first uh, celebrated in August. So it was celebrated the whole month of August. But after colonialism and uh, the Spanish moving into Mexico, uh, the Catholic Church thought that Day of the Dead uh, seemed closely related to All Saints and All Souls Day. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so they moved the day to the end of October, beginning of November, because that's around the time that All Saints Day. Yeah. Yeah. So they were basically like, (laughs) fuck you, Aztecs. We got to make this Catholic somehow. And that's what they did. Um, So before then, like, uh, they, uh, the Aztec people would build Uh, altars in their house and they would leave offerings like tobacco or alcohol for adults and toys for children. And I just think it's really funny that it was either tobacco or alcohol. (laughs) But like, chill. Yeah, I'd want some chicken nuggets. We'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, so the holiday, depending on where you live, the date varies. So typically it's celebrated October 31st to November 2nd. But there are certain places, like my grandmother's village, for example, where they just celebrate it on November 2nd. I don't exactly know why that is. I think it's just because they're closer to the border of the U.S. Uh, The further south you go, the more they'll celebrate it for the, what is it, like three days instead Mm -hmm. of just the one. So it's believed that on the 31st is when the babies and children cross over from the other side. So the babies and children get to come visit us first. They'll spend the day with us like whole 24 hours. They'll leave November 1st. And then on November 1st is when the adults come over and we spend the day um, with them. Um, so like as the Aztecs said, there's offerings to uh, the dead. Uh, people make altars which are often filled with candles and crosses bright colorful flowers and a picture of the deceased Um, which I don't know I think it's pretty cool Can you make me an altar if I die before you sure yeah yeah, I'll I'll, I'll make sure that happens good Um, so all the food on the altar um, uh, is for the dead like obviously food that they enjoyed Uh, So I guess I'll be leaving you chicken nuggets. Great. Yes. And it is believed that the spirits eat the food by sniffing it. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, they just take in the aroma and like just being next to the food (laughs) is good enough. Like they just consume it.
0: I wish that's how food works. Yeah, you just smell it and
1: then like (laughs) take in the (laughs) presence. I'm going to be a skinny ghost. Well, I don't know how that works in the spirit worlds, but um anyway after the spirit is done sniffing it and moves back to the land of the dead the living then share it with each other and they eat it i don't know i find that really funny i (laughs) just like oh he's gone now we can eat his food does does the smell go too it's just
0: smellless food
1: huh (laughs) you know funny story okay so my mom was telling me the story i don't know if she remembers telling me it but if you're listening hi mom So when she was little, she was in the graveyard, like celebrating Day of the Dead. And I think it was her aunt or someone, her great aunt. I don't know. She was opening beer bottles and leaving them on her, I think it was dead husband's grave. And she was telling my mom, he will come tonight and he will sniff the beer. And mom's like, okay, like, sure. (laughs) So my mom ran away. Go play, whatever, do child things. She came back, and the beer bottles were empty. And everyone was like, "Holy shit!" Like, like a ghost came and sniffed it out. But it turned out it was just people who grabbed the beer bottles and drank the beer.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, they didn't even
1: wait. Anyways, I, I always think, I always think of that, but uh, funny. I find it funny. Um, so since back when the holiday was solely Aztec, they had the dead close to their home, so it was easy to give them offerings. Uh, but now people just don't want to bury dead people in their house, in their homes, in their houses. Fair enough. I mean, I wouldn't like that. Um, mm-hmm. so because of this, people go to the graveyard and they'll spend all night there. Um, so they'll spend the night partying, drinking, singing, eating. So it's basically just this huge party in, in the graveyard. graveyard. Like that one song, um, by, I forgot their names. But there's a song called Party in the Graveyard. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's called by Ghost Town. Party oh. in the Graveyard by Ghost Town. I, great.
0: Yeah, I remember that song. Yes. Um, that's like a dream come true for me. A party in the graveyard. I've always, I know. I mean, oh, <laughs> I haven't Let's go been to, Mexico. to graveyards very
1: often, but... let go to Mexico. November 2nd. Yeah. It's coming up. Let's go. I am down. Let's do it. My grandma will, will let us stay at her house. Great. Okay, great. Um, so, yeah. Uh, they go to the graveyard. They decorate the grave. Leave food, flowers, etc. Uh, In some communities, flower petals are laid in a path to the graveyard so that the spirits can smell their way back to their grave so they don't get lost. Um, uh, And unlike Halloween, it's not supposed to be scary. I know a lot of people, like, growing up, I'd always hear people tell me, like, oh, Day of the Dead is just the Mexican Halloween. Like, no, not really. Yes, we dress up. We dress up as... Skeletons and ghosts and zombies pretty much anything that's dead because it's day of the dead But it's not meant to scare you like if you look at their costumes are all bright and colorful Everyone's having a great time. No one's trying to spook one another and I remember one time uh, This girl followed me on Pinterest and I had a Pinterest board dedicated to day of the dead And she asked me about it. So I told her what it was. (laughs) and She said, oh, I thought you were like worshiping Satan or something quite the opposite is a very religious holiday. Yeah. <laughs> um So w- we dress up as sugar skulls, but it's not just a sugar skull. A lot of women will dress up as La Muerte or death herself, which I do want to talk about in a later episode. And I was going to include her here, but she has so much rich, rich history and she even has a whole religion dedicated to her now. Oh. Yeah, you didn't know that. No. Yeah, so Ooh. I will definitely talk about that. Yeah, in a later. Episode. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, so am I. Because I actually don't know much about it, uh, but I do know when I got my my little statue of her, everyone thought I was like crazy and losing my mind and joining the dark side because it is a very dark religion. Oh, yeah, which really contradicts yeah. Day of the Dead. But yeah. So anyway, we'll talk about it later. Um, and part of the reason we dress up as her is because basically we're making fun of her and we're mocking her but like in a fun happy way <laughs> we're basically acknowledging that death is not something we can ever escape maybe sometime in all, like in the future but I don't, I don't the thought of immortality scares the hell out of me uh, so it's basically saying death is a part of the cycle of who we are and it's something that has to happen and the fun doesn't have to stop after death I like that. Me too. Like, I like knowing I can come back for this day of the year and get wasted, probably. <laughs> but I'll be dead. Ghost wasted. And it will be fine because, like, I'm already dead. What's going to happen to me? Like, yeah. I can't pass out. Yeah. I can't, you know, it's fine. Because I'll be dead. <laughs> 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 okay, so now I want to talk about some symbols. So the Mari gold flower, I'm pretty sure that's how I pronounce it. I don't know. I've never said it in English. But anyways... So that's the flower that's commonly used to help lead spirits back home. And if you watch Coco, they're actually used... There's this bridge that takes you from the spirit world to the land of the living. And it's filled with marigold flowers, which Mm. I thought was really cool. Um, Monarch butterflies represent the souls of the deceased. Fun fact! Uh, In Aztec times, it was believed that every butterfly was a reincarnation of a fallen soldier. Which I thought was really interesting how that belief... Was sort of transferred over uh, a little bit. Um, sugar skulls again symbolize the cycle of life um, and each color that people wear or people paint their face uh, means something different. So yellow is, represents Sun and unity because under the Sun we are all one. Uh, white is spirit and purity, red means life and blood and purple means mourning after death. And pink is happiness. And my favorite colors to use, obviously white, because you have to look like a skeleton. But also red. I'm really into that life and blood stuff. (laughs) Yeah, pretty fun. Another fun fact: my chemical romances music video to welcome to the black parade was inspired by Day of the Dead celebrations. And if you go to Mexico City during Day of the Dead, they have this huge Day of the Dead parade, and it's great and it just looks like you're in the black parade it looks like you're in a my a romance to go. i know i know
0: it's like a dream come true we'll be
1: in the black parade literally and if that's really what life after death looks like just be in the black parade all the time i'm down let's go I,
0: and it's just mcr music all the time probably oh my god i mean mcr
1: is really big in mexico mexicans were really okay like when i was romance. there i
0: tried talking to the kids about mcr and they had no idea who it was talking maybe it's about. just because we're
1: old maybe I think it's so. our generation I think so <laughs> um, whatever that's fine oh well we're going to mexico city so yeah i have friends there yeah maybe they'll listen to the podcast yeah. hi from canada hi Oh, we forgot to say hi to dylan oh shouts out to dylan dylan schievel our first and probably only american listener Yeah, shouts out to you, dude. Yeah. He's probably listened to us on the treadmill and he's like, holy (laughs) shit, what happened? They're saying my name. Sorry. (laughs) But anyway, that is all I have for Day of the Dead. I do wish I had more on the origins, but like, it, when I try to look up that, like, how the Aztecs celebrated to go in debt, like, there wasn't, it was just, oh yeah. Catholics wanted it to be Catholic, so that's what they did. Yeah, which is really frustrating.
0: Yeah, I guess colonialism, like everywhere, like it just it kind of wiped out the before history. Yeah, and that was kind of the, their point that they were trying to do, which is really sad.
1: Yeah, the one thing I that survived was the belief that death is female because the Aztecs had uh, a goddess of death. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I did
0: find it interesting you talked about the monarchs and I don't know if that's something people say here, but it's something I've always like associated with like butterflies was like every time a relative passed away or something. Like I always seen butterflies.
1: Ooh. Like monarchs
0: specifically. That's so interesting. And- like, I don't know if it's because when I was a kid, like, monarchs were, like, my favorite butterfly. I was obsessed with butterflies. And so now I just notice them. But, yeah. I don't know. Every time I see one, I, I think of my
1: grandma or my dog. <laughs> well, I mean, I have not seen a monarch butterfly. But then again, I haven't had anyone close to me pass away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe my parents. I know they've had people close to them pass away. I could ask them about it. But, I don't know, maybe one day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll see a monarch butterfly.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, thanks
1: for the story, Sandy. Oh, you're welcome. Um. Oh, tell me, tell me a story. Tell me a legend. Okay. Spook me.
0: <clears throat> so, today I've brought to the table the history of Halloween. So, yeah, Halloween is my favorite time of the year. I celebrate it
1: all October. I celebrate it all year long. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) But just go crazy in October. Um, Sunny, what's your favorite Halloween movie? Oh man, I have so many, but uh, probably all of the Halloween Town movies. I know the fourth one was like, who is this person? (laughs) But I still love it, and I've always loved Witches. Um, I like to think that I'm secretly a witch you But too. in Mexico, witches are like an evil thing So every time I tell my mom or my grandma that They're like, don't say those things <laughs>
0: so. um, Yeah, i say the Halloween Town ones Were definitely my favorite when I was younger Watched them every year um, I jokingly say that Mean Girls is my favorite <laughs> Halloween movie <laughs> that's, a, that's a classic uh, I really like The Corpse Bride as well um. Okay. So Halloween's origin dates back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, 2000 years ago. By so the I Celts who this. lived in the area now known as Ireland, the UK and northern France, they celebrated their New Year on November 1st, which marked the end of summer, the harvest, and the commencement of the dark cold winter, a time of year that was often associated with death. Oh, nice. <laughs> the Celts believed that on the night before the New Year, the boundary between the world of the living and the dead became blurred, and and the ghosts of the dead could come visit Earth, dubbing October 31st as Samhain. Hmm. So kind of similar to the Day of the Dead, hey? Yeah. And it, like, right around the same time after colonialism. I guess the dead <laughs> just
1: really like the ends of October and beginning I of November.
0: So. <laughs> the Celts also believed that... The presence of the spirits made it easier for druids, which were the Celtic priests, to make predictions about the future. These prophecies were very important to the Celts and gave them a sense of comfort during the long, dark winter. The druids would build large bonfires where the people would gather to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. <laughs> they wore costumes, typically consisting of animal heads and skins, and attempted to tell each other fortunes. This is terrifying.
1: <laughs> I mean, I know it's supposed to be because it's Halloween, but animal heads. <laughs> yeah. You should see my face right now. I am not okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, keep going.
0: <clears throat> oh, it gets better. Oh, yes. I'm ready. Eventually, the Roman Empire had conquered majority of the Celtic territory, and over the 400 years that they ruled the Celtic land, two festivals of warm roman origin were combined with the traditional celtic celebration of samhain the first was feralia a day that the romans would commemorate the passing of the dead and the second was a day to honor the roman goddess of fruit and trees pomona this is where the traditional activity of bobbin for apples on halloween came from as the symbol of pomona was the apple hmm. so yeah i guess Bob for Apples because of Pomona. Thanks, Pomona. Shands I haven't Bob for Apples in forever. Um, I, I was never into it.
1: I mean, I only did it once. <laughs> I think it was like 10.
0: I think they made us do it when you're at youth, and oh. I was not happy.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, it's kind of gross. and If you yeah, think about yeah. it, you just...
0: Like, I was other like, people's... ew, other people's mouths were in there. Like, no thanks. <laughs> All Saints Day was a Christian festival to celebrate the honor of all the saints and comes from the belief that there is a powerful spiritual bond between those in heaven and those still on earth. Though originally celebrated on May 13th, Pope Gregory the Third moved the festival to November first. So again, kinda similar to what they did with Day of the Dead. What's up with that? That's like
1: I don't do you think the spirits are okay with that, like what the fuck, you just moved our holiday? Yeah. Or is it just like widely accepted in the spirit world that oh, I guess.
0: Yeah, like this is how it is because they, the pope like, said so. Like does can the pope really change like
1: the spiritual world like that? I don't know. Who do you think you are, Mr. Pope?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. So, um by the 9th century, the influence of Christianity had spread to the Celtic lands and the church made November second old sauls day all sauls day and a day to honor the dead though it was It is believed the church was trying to replace the celtic holiday with a church-sanctioned sh- holiday. So Day of the dead again same thing colonials so, yep, Thanks. Um, all saints day was celebrated very similarly to Samhain with the bonfires, parades, and dressing in cos- costumes as saints and angels and devils. The day of celebration was dubbed All Hallows, and the night before, when the Celtics celebrated Samhain, was called All Hallows Eve and eventually Halloween. Hmm. Because of the Protestant belief system in New England, or as we know it today as America, America. <laughs> <laughs> New England?
1: <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a state? No. Is it a city? Maybe. There's something... Co- Dylan, like, can you email us, please? Dylan. <laughs> get on that. Dylan, we need to know. Okay, anyways.
0: Um, Oh, Dylan, speaking of him, Maryland. Ooh! So, Halloween was not often celebrated, though it was much more common to celebrate it in Maryland and the Southern colonies. So, shouts Whoa. out to Maryland! Thanks, Dylan. <laughs> The early celebrations of Halloween in America <laughs> were public events to celebrate the harvest where neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance and sing. Later on the festivities included telling ghost stories and mischief or pranks. Halloween wasn't celebrated countrywide until the second half of the 19th century when millions of Irish feed fleeing the Irish potato famine, came to america and helped popularize the festivities oh interesting so mixed in here i got some kind of different traditions and stuff Ooh, people did oh yes tell this me this one i might need to try some of these so oh yes young women would practice tricks with yarn apple parents or mirrors in hopes of finding the name or the appearance of their future husband Ooh. one tale suggested that if a young woman ate a uh, sugary concoction made of walnuts hazelnuts and nutmeg before bed on halloween she would dream about her future husband jeez it's just about guys (laughs) others would toss apple peels over their shoulders hoping that the peels would fall to the floor in the shape of her future husband's initials jesus christ (laughs) or this is my favorite They would stand in front of a mirror, in a dark room, holding a candle, looking over their shoulder for their future husband's face. Like, how creepy is that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if any of these ever worked. Uh, guess we'll have to try them. (laughs) Yeah. What What if I I get, like, a face that isn't Ian's, and I'd be like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) alright. What if it's a face you don't want to see?
0: Ugh no thanks I'm not trying nice
1: <laughs> okay you can't escape fate Shasne <laughs> watch me <laughs>
0: <laughs> the tradition of dressing in costume for Halloween came from both European and Celtic roots and since on Halloween it was believed the ghosts came back to earth people thought that they would encounter ghosts if they left their houses at night so people would wear masks when they left their houses to avoid being recognized by the spirits fair yeah eventually there was a movement in america to make halloween more about community and friendly get-togethers rather than about ghosts pranks and witchcraft therefore making parties the focus of the festivities and by the 20th century halloween had lost almost all of his superstitious and religious overtones well they haven't met us Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Carvin. Pumpkins into jack-o'-lanterns has been a Halloween tradition for centuries. It's one of my favorite things to do.
1: I love carving pumpkins. It's like my dad used to help me all the time when I was a kid. Good memories,
0: you know? Yeah. Uh, The activity originated from an Irish myth about a man named Stingy Jack. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) A story used to explain the mysterious ghost lights that formed over swamps that uh, from caused by the gases of the decaying plants. After a night of having drinks with the devil, Stingy Jack decided he wanted or didn't want to pay for their tab, so he asked the devil to turn into a coin that he could use at the bar. Once the devil had turned into a coin, rather than paying their dues, Jack put the coin in his pocket next to a silver cross, so that the devil could not turn back to his original form. Hmm. Jack eventually freed the devil, But only after the devil promised to leave Jack alone for one year, and if Jack died, the devil would not claim his soul. Oh, well that's nice.
1: (laughs) Oh, is it not nice? I don't know.
0: You just gave me a look. I I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Uh, One year later, Jack convinced the devil to climb a tree to get a piece of fruit. While the devil was up in the tree, Jack carved a sign of the cross into the tree's bark, enabling the devil from climbing down until he promised to leave Jack alone for ten years. It didn't take long before Jack passed away. God wouldn't allow Jack into heaven because of his mischief, and the devil kept his promise of not allowing him into hell. The
1: one time Satan keeps his promise and you're not allowed into heaven. Yeah, he was still pretty upset about being tricked a few times.
0: Well, yeah, fair. I don't blame him, but also, I I didn't think the devil would get tricked that easily. No, makes you wonder. <laughs> Okay, so instead of letting him, letting him, letting him into hell, uh, the devil gave Jack a piece of burning coal, which Jack then placed into a carved out turnip and set off into the dark night. It is said that Jack and his lantern roamed the earth for eternity, dubbing him Jack of the Lantern or simply jack o Ooh.
1: I didn't know that in the olden days they would carve turnips. Yeah. Uh maybe I should do that this year. But I also saw on Pinterest people carving pineapples and I also really oh wanna carve gosh. a pineapple. I wanna try that out. Let's just carve everything. Oh my god Maybe, maybe like more. a spaghetti squash. I think I've done it before. It just it just looks so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: Oh wait, let's talk about okay. You know those like gourds you can buy at the grocery store, but like nobody actually like eats them. They just buy them to use as decoration. Yeah. What's the point? I <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> and if it's dec- decoration, why is it in the food aisles? That's fair. <laughs> but should we sell them at work? I don't get it. We don't buy some this year. It, it just put them on your front doorstep. Yeah. Maybe I'll just like put all my jack-o'-lanterns on the front doorstep and uh I live in the basement. Uh I know you know, our listeners don't know that. I'm in the basement, so I'll just put it on the front doorstep of my upstairs neighbors and they'll be like, "What is this?" Or maybe they'll know it's me. They'll probably know it's you. I think they're mad at me because I forgot to take my laundry out of the dryer. I swear I thought I did. And then I heard them doing laundry. But, like, they didn't knock on my door to say, hey, your laundry's still in the dryer. So I thought, oh, I must have taken it out. But then I went downstairs uh, to start a new, a new load of laundry. And they had just taken it out and put it on, like, the shelf where we put all of our soaps. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I don't think they like me very much.
0: That sucks to be them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, in Ireland, Scotland, and England, people began to make their own versions of jack-o'-lanterns by... Carving scary faces into turnips, potatoes, or beets, leaving them in windows or near doors to frighten away wandering evil spirits. Once immigrants from these countries came to America, they found out about pumpkins made for the perfect jack-o'-lanterns, and that's what we use today. Or other things like pineapples, because... We live, Very tropical. Yeah, it's 2018. Anything can be a jack o' lantern. Exactly. Like <laughs> we're we're pretty tolerant people. I, I've seen people carve apples before. So really, it might have been my brother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's learn about trick or treating. Oh please. So trick-or-treating is a common tradition today for young children or bored teenagers, as I once we were both once, to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for candy. But before there was trick-or-treating there were soul cakes, which originated from the All Souls Day Parade in England, where the poor citizens would beg for food and families would give them the pastries called soul cakes in return for the promise that they would pray for their dead relatives. Eventually, it would be called go a-souling.
1: That's super interesting because I didn't mention this, but in Day of the Dead we have this bread, it's called pan de muerto, which translates to like, dead man's bread. It was just really interesting how they just both yeah originated they very... with some type of bread. Yeah, they're they a they're... lot of
0: commonalities. Yeah,
1: I never knew that. Well, I mean, I grew up in North America. I just grew up Halloween being trick-or-treating in yeah. haunted houses, so super interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh... So, go in a Solon, which is when the children would visit neighbors to ask for food and money. By 1950, when there was an influx of children, trick-or-treating was revived and is how we know it as today. And it was revived to be a cost-effective way for an entire community to share the Halloween celebration. They also believed that, <laughs> that by giving the children candy, they were safe from any Halloween tricks or pranks. <laughs> and since then the tradition has only grown today america spends about six billion dollars annually on halloween making it the country's second largest commercial ho- holiday after christmas hmm. uh, so with this growth in popularity came the myth of the halloween candy
1: poisoning oh i was just about to mention that cause yes. it's my favorite i mean obviously like yeah it's awful if anyone ever does that but like I love the whole panic, because yeah. I know after trick-or-treating, my parents would grab my candy bag and, like, throw the candy at me that, like, I was allowed to eat. I remember I'd be in the kitchen, or lie on the kitchen in the living room, and my parents were in the dining room, and then they'd be like, you can eat this one, and they like, toss it at me.
0: <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure some parents use that as a ploy to take the candy that they want to eat. I mean, probably. <laughs> I would do that. Yeah, same. Um... Uh, so, children are always told never to accept candy from strangers, but Halloween seems to be the exception to this rule. Instead, instead cautious parents may check that the candy wrap hasn't been tampered with, otherwise it's fair game for the trick-or-treaters. These extra precautions come from the idea that someone might possibly poison the candy that they're handing out to children on Halloween, but there actually hasn't been a reported confirmed case of this ever happening. The most famous case of a Halloween candy poisoning was the murder of 8-year-old Timothy Mark O'Brien in Houston, Texas. The child died at... I was born in Houston. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, come on. The child died at 10 p.m. on Halloween in 1974, supposedly as a re- result of Eden cyanide laced with a pixie stick, sticks, pixie sticks, obtained from trick-or-treating. The real culprit was actually Timothy's own father, Ronald Clark O'Brien, who, to create the appearance of a Halloween poisoning from trick-or-treating, also gave poisoned pixie sticks to his four
1: other children. Oh my god. Yeah. Awful man. I do remember someone telling me about that, but it was, I know statistics say if, like, poison candy is more likely to be given by the child's, like, family members, which is-
0: yeah it's awful exactly like there's never actually been a confirmed like mass poisoning of candy it's yeah. so always been like something accidentally got handed out or yeah. not necessarily poisonous but just a weird item or like it was it was a cover-up for a different kind of crime yeah. yeah um yeah so luckily none of his four other kids ate the candy they were all right it was but it was only timothy um Uh, So, Robert's motive was the large sum of insurance money he had on his 8-year-old son, and the prosecutors proved he bought cyanide, as well as accompanied the children on their walk that night. Robert O'Brien was convicted of the murder in May of 1975, and was executed by lethal injection on March 31st, 1984. So, similar cases pop up every year in the media but pretty much all of them have just been a coincidence or a cover up for a different crime uh, this still hasn't stopped at least 41 million children and, this, and citizens in the US alone to get dressed up in scary and cute costumes walk the dark dark streets with friends and family and fill their candy bags to the brim of candy and treats from their neighbors hmm. yeah did you like ever use a pillowcase uh, yes I was with you <laughs> Oh, the times we did use pillowcases. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mom used to just give us pillowcases. Like
1: I remember. Well, this wasn't the first time I went trick or treating because I can't remember the first time. But this is, um, I think, probably was like the second time, um, at least that I can remember. Uh, I couldn't speak English very well, but I went trick or treating with my next door neighbor, and I had like one of those little jack o' lantern candy things mm-hmm. but it was so much candy like it was overflowing so uh, her mom had to give me a different candy bag but that was when I learned those pumpkin jack-o'-lantern candy buckets are very unrealistic yeah they're literally for like babies
0: like mm-hmm. yeah, three <laughs> houses and it's full
1: honestly like uh,
0: well when another thing we used to do was uh, we would have a smaller kind of bag like that and we would go fill it up and then go back to the car where my parents were and dump it into bigger bags and then go back out. I mean, like,
1: trick-or-treating is a very serious <laughs> It is. Thing. You have to you have, gotta, have a
0: strategy. Honestly. There's certain neighborhoods you have to hit up. The rich There's people a neighborhoods. certain time you have to start. There's a certain time you stop. Um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know what? The rich neighborhoods kind of aren't, aren't actually that great. you got to kind of hit up almost like the middle... I don't even know if it's middle class. Well, Well, I know. the super rich ones, like, lots of times,
1: they just turn off their light and pretend they're not home. They're just (laughs) mean. Uh, I remember one year, I think it was the last year I went trick-or-treating. I was with my sister, and we went through all of the houses around our neighborhood. And, like, no one was trick-or-treating there. It was just us and, like, this other little kid. So they were more generous with their candy. They were giving us, like, fistfuls. And then after that, we would walk down to the rich people houses by the river, because we lived, like right near there and we got like all their full bars and full cans of pop and full things of chips uh but yeah i would suggest uh <laughs> going to those neighborhoods that no one really goes to first yeah. because yeah they'll give you a lot more candy and then go to the rich people neighborhoods.
0: oh and the best part about being like an older kid and ha- had gone like halloween was that you got to stay out late and then when people didn't have any more kids to give their candy to they would like give you like handfuls of it because they want to get rid of all their candy oh and if it's a cold night nobody goes trick or treating so get your snowsuit on and go because again everybody's gonna give
1: you all their candy because there's
0: no kids out
1: Get your snowsuit on, unless you're Dylan, who has probably good weather during Halloween. But oh yeah,
0: did we mention we're in Canada?
1: <laughs> it snows on Halloween just about every year. So. In case you were wondering, because we're constantly talking about our American neighbor.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So we used to
0: like, <clears throat> you would buy this really cute like fairy outfit or something, but then
1: you'd have to wear your snowsuit underneath. <laughs> Some days you just had to tough it out. Yeah. Just like you gotta see how cute my costume is.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, my favorite, I still have it, is a unicorn costume. It's almost like a onesie, and it was like fluffy and warm. Aww. So that was perfect for winter Halloween <laughs> or winter, yeah, winter Halloween trick or treating. Um, except I think the like one of the years, maybe it was my first year I had it when I wore it. Um, I got super sick. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just puking my old trick or treated. Oh no! And I had taken Pepto Bismol, so the yeah, the snow was pink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, my mom would tell me this. Uh, the first time I went trick-or-treating, she dressed me up as a bunny, and, like, that costume was handed down. I don't think we have it anymore, but, like, Sylvia wore it her first Halloween, Angela wore it her first Halloween. Uh, so this was when we still lived in Texas, so my mom got me all dressed up in this cute little bunny outfit, and then my grandma goes, you can't take her outside, it's so cold. Like, it's Texas. Yeah, it's Texas. (laughs) It's not like I needed a snowsuit. (sighs) Alright, well, yeah, that's that's the history of Halloween. I
0: thought that was really interesting. I didn't even realize that it was, like, a Irish thing, like Celtic. Yeah. I I didn't know what to think it was, but, yeah. And, yeah, it's pretty old, too. It's interesting.
1: I know it was old, though I didn't... I knew it originated from somewhere in Europe. Mm-hmm. But that's all I knew. It's interesting. So, I think that makes today's episode yeah this was fun let's do it again oh definitely <laughs> <sighs> same time next week um
0: yeah thanks for listening to today's episode don't forget to follow us on twitter at woods podcast follow us on instagram at the woods podcast email us podcast at gmail.com check out our blog blog. And we'd like to thank Jason Shaw for our theme, Runnin' Waters. Don't be a stingy Jack. Try to be a Dylan Cheeble. And we'll see you next time. Bye.